is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank that. you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergeff. Hey, thanks for joining us once again for the podcast uh, today. And joining us on the telephone from the uh, Twin Cities is the voice of the Golden Gophers, uh, Mike Grimm. Uh, Grimmer, thanks for joining us again today. Appreciate it. Yeah, always enjoy it. Thanks, Todd. Well, uh, the Gopher football team continuing their summer workout, and Brevin Spanford uh, speaking with the media a little bit yesterday. I'm sure you've maybe had a chance to talk with him as well, a guy who was, uh, you know, kind of banged up at the end of last year, had shoulder surgery, but looking good. And I'm sure the Gophers thrilled that he's back for his sixth year of eligibility. Yeah, no doubt, because he could certainly be in an NFL camp here this week and next. There's no no question he would have been drafted. So for him to pass up that chance to come back, I think there was some meaning to him to come back. He has some of his really good friends on the team. I think he enjoys the college life. I think um, he can take advantage of some of the new name, image, and likeness things. You know, I'm not trying to say he's going to make a million bucks or anything, but I think that helps alleviate some of the fear i'm sure uh, he and his family have done some stuff in terms of insurance policies in case of god forbid some sort of catastrophic injury that would yeah. really uh, hinder you know hinder his future um and and so he decided to come back i know he's good buddies with several guys chris altman bell and tyler newbin and some others and newbin of course is another one who um who, who almost certainly would have been drafted uh, that decided to come back and now the question is um, and he and he hit on it a little bit yesterday, but 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 not much. He he said that that really wasn't part of his decision. But um, you hope when you know guys like that come back, they can take you know they can make the most of it, and make it an experience that um, they'll remember for a long time, and it'll be a great season, and uh, it'll make it worth their while. Yeah, no doubt. And and uh, you know he's still one of those guys. Uh, how many more seasons will we have the effect of the COVID year, where they have that extra? Uh, year of eligibility. Still some guys yeah. able to spend that, yeah. right? Yeah, there's a few guys. In fact, um, there's, uh, you know, uh, the Gophers starting center is going to be a guy named Nathan Bowe. Um, he's in his sixth season as well. I think he came in in the same class with Brevin. Of course, the seven years for Altman Bell is a little unique, although there are more and more of those guys if you suffered, in essence, if you suffer two season-ending injuries, you're going to, and then you get the COVID um, you'll get an extra medical redshirt year for the second injury, which mm. has become more common than than it used to be. Yeah. And so, you know, you got guys that have played, you know, seven years now. I think I read there's going to be a guy in his eighth year this year someplace, not at Minnesota, but someplace, and he'll be the first ever uh, guy to play eight years of college football, which means at a minimum he must be 24. He's more likely 25, <laughs> which is pretty remarkable, you know, at that point. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, so, you know, these injuries with college athletes, what happens then? I mean, uh, are all of their medical expenses uh, taken care of by the athletic program? Yeah, it, it gets, um, yes, uh, they, they're, they're covered. Um, normally, it's my understanding, I, I haven't gotten into the weeds on this real in detail, but it's my understanding that um, that the athlete's insurance company will pick up the medical, you know, whatever the injury is, uh, you know, let's say just for the sake of the discussion, it's just knee surgery. Mm-hmm. So that would be covered under the student-athlete's medical insurance plan. Mm-hmm. And then whatever is not covered by that insurance plan, the school then pays the rest of that. And then if there are additional 
cost associated, you know, sometimes it's optional, you know, that there's these, you know, um, optional is not the right word. I'm trying to think what, what they call it in the healthcare field. Um, where you choose to do it, but it's not necessarily needed. Okay. Sometimes um, in these injury situations, schools will have guys um, get the extra stuff, whatever it is, and they'll cover that even if insurance doesn't cover it. So there, there's almost never any out-of-pocket expense. There shouldn't be either, of course, for the student-athlete. So it's my understanding that that's how, how it works. Yeah, and unfortunately, there's a lot of student athletes then that are in need of training and injury rehab, uh, not just football, but uh, all of the other sports. And, and uh, you know, the U has a terrific facility uh, right there on campus. Now, I would think that would have to be part of the decision-making process for, for athletes when they're determining where they're going to go. Uh, do you have a good training staff? And if I get hurt, uh, what's my support system after that? Yeah, for sure. And and Minnesota is really good. And and you know, I'm not, you know, I I think most of most of any high-level uh program is going to have really good equipment cuz you know, the people are obviously important, probably more important than the than the facility, but in terms of of a facility, uh you know, Minnesota with its new Athletes Village, I'd say new, it's now what, four and a half years old, but um uh we'll say relatively new. You know, with the, the, the therapeutic tanks, the, mm-hmm. the number of uh, workstations, the, the weight lifting machines, the rehab machines, the you know whatever it is, um, the, the actual facility um, has any really up to date modern rehab stuff they need, and that you know you're right, that's a valuable piece. So yeah, I think in terms of if you're ta- if you're a you know a future college athlete and you're taking a tour of campuses certainly probably wouldn't be the deciding factor but if you're touring and you've narrowed it down to four or five schools um it certainly can be a factor you could say look if i get injured that's the place i want to i want to go through rehab and and have that kind of um you know area of expertise and that kind of world class care and uh and a facility that is going to make it convenient um and 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 so one of the things that I think the student athletes like about the Gopher facility is that it's it's kind of a one-stop shop. It's all basically in the one location. I know there are some campuses, uh, some colleges where oh, you need rehab, you got to go to this building, which is over on the other side of campus. And if you need to, you know, have this, you know, the Gophers have very little of that. The soccer team is on the St. Paul campus, just the stadium and temporary lockers over there just for getting ready for practice and stuff. Their permanent home, of course, is on the, the main campus. But outside of that, pretty much everything is all kind of on the on the same general site on campus. So, yeah, I think I think it's a factor. I don't think any, any student-athlete would say that's the deciding factor, but certainly it's a factor. Yeah, and, you know, honestly, I have to wonder – 18-year-old, uh, highly trained athletes, they're probably not thinking, well, I, I might get hurt, so how do I fix that? That probably isn't right near the top of their list of, of things why, yeah, they, why they might go not. to the school. But, yeah. but, but I will say that it, it's, it can be impressive. It, can, it could make an impression. I've, I, you know, I've been obviously through the facility many times, and even now when I walk by, I look in that training room, and I'm like, wow, that, that's pretty impressive. So I do think it can make an impression. I think it can have a uh, you know, put a check on the box, so to speak, in terms of what things you want in the school. There's no, there's no question about that. And then just the practical side of it, if you really are um, striving to meet the mission statement that Mark Coyle and, and the athletic department has set out in terms of well-being of the student athletes, you have no choice, right? But yeah. to, 
uh, create an environment that's going to be helpful and, and uh, put the resources forth that you're going to have that top-class care in a top-class facility. Yeah. Hey, uh, so the other they, they have the Twin Cities Pro-Am Summer League that goes on. There's been, you know, NBA players with Minnesota ties or sometimes without that have been playing uh, uh, in that league for, for many years now. It really is a top-flight league. Have you ever a chance to go over and see any games? I saw Paige Beckers was back and Jalen Suggs and Tyus and, and all the ex-NBA players. I'm, I assume there's some golfers that play maybe in that summer league. I guess I don't know, but uh, it's quite a league, I guess. Yeah, it is, and I think Tyus Jones has helped uh, uh, kind of maintain that league because some of that stuff is going away now. With uh, you know, some college coaches are leery about letting their guys play, oh. you know, at, you know, it, it, away from uh, their control, so to speak. But I think it's been, uh, yeah, I think it's one of those. I think every every um, I shouldn't say every many college campuses has had those kind of places. I know when I was growing up in Iowa, they had forget the name of it now. I think it was called the Primetime League. Hmm. And all kinds of former Hawkeyes and NBA guys would come in there and play, you know, a series of games over the course of several days. And I think that's a little bit like what this is. That primetime league isn't around anymore. I did those things have just kind of gone by the wayside. So I think Tyus Jones and others have helped keep this afloat. I have not been to a game there. Um, obviously, I see the highlights and read the articles. I think Beckers still isn't quite totally cleared to play. So yeah. she coached, I think, a team that. Was it was uh, was Tyus Jones maybe even on that team? I, I saw a picture in the paper of it. I can't. I yeah. don't know the exact details. Um, and it, it, it's funny because I think I could go watch now, but there was a time when I did. Um, I was interested in going to watch, and uh, they said because even though I'm not an employee of the university, I, uh, but my work uh, and you know we're kind of the marketing arm, so to speak, with the Learfield side of things. Uh, under Minnesota's interpretation of the rule, as a, as a uh, I was a representative of Minnesota, so I couldn't go watch because college coaches can't go. Um, you know, it's a, this is a period where they're off. So I remember years ago, I'm the Tubby Smith was still the coach. So that took me what was. I wanted to go watch probably Royce White and Trevor and some of those guys yeah. play in the summer, and <laughs> they told me it'd be an NCAA violation. My oh. hunch is that that's that, that that's. You know, I haven't, I haven't asked in recent years. My hunch is so much has been lightened up with NIL and everything else. My hunch is that I would be allowed to, uh, to go watch that now. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, you do get in a little gray area, I suppose, right? I mean, you kind of work for the U, but you kind of work for Learfield. Uh, so, yeah. uh, is there, yeah. there's a little sticky stuff that goes on once in a while, I suppose. Every now and then, and, yeah. and you know, I, I actually pose that question, not to get in the weeds on this either, but I pose the question, well, what if what if I wanted to go cover it for the Minnesota News Network? And not even, I'm not yeah. there for the Gophers, right? Because I do, as you mentioned, I have a few irons in the fire with, <laughs> right. uh, with, with you know, trying to uh, get enough bank account, uh, enough money in my bank account to feed my family. Is the Was that Latrell Sprewell's line, I think? You know, <laughs> I think gotta, it was, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, you gotta, if you have to work two jobs, you have to work two jobs, which is which is fine, right? And yeah. as, as you know, what we yeah. do is, we, we, it's not really work, which is why we do it and why we make very little doing it. So, <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I wonder what the rule is now, but, um, I, even then I pose that question like, well, you know, I, I do have other responsibilities that aren't related, you know? Yeah. And, um, they said that the, my hunch is that the, the, the Gophers, especially then were really, and, and they still are, frankly, they're probably about as, as, um, 
they, they don't want to push the envelope. You know, they've had you know issues in the past, of course, so they're really strict on how they interpret the rules. My hunch is I was fine. I wouldn't have never gotten in a violation, but they were really leery about anyone showing up. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah. uh, my guess is too that those rules are different. They're, 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 every day there's new ways and in interpretations. This is just another example, just to tell you how weird some of the stuff is. So, if you remember, um, for a number of years we had a two-hour football pregame show, and the yeah. first hour was was locally produced by the flagship station here in the Twin Cities, and then yeah. the network took over hour two. Um, because, again, the Learfield side of it, the, the Gopher Radio Network side of it, is affiliated with the schools straight up. I mean, it's a business transaction. Um, Ryan Burns, if, if that name rings a bell for some of your listeners, he, he, he is the recruiting guru for Gopher Illustrated, does a really good job with them. Um, so he, he could not come on the, um, the, the Gopher Radio Network because they considered that a recruiting um, advantage that the school could take advantage of and that, that that would not be the right, it would be against NCAA violations. So for a number of years, he was on the pregame to the pregame, if that makes sense, that first hour. Yeah. And about probably about the time you guys came on as one of our great affiliates in Minnesota, we, we, we took over that first hour as well as the network, and we had to punt Ryan Burns off the show because it was an NCAA. It was interpreted by the, the Gopher staff as an NCAA violation to have oh. him on. That has since changed. In fact, just this summer, where just a couple of weeks ago, had a meeting with Ryan, and he's going to be able, based on the new interpretations and how they've lightened stuff up, he's going to be able to come on our pregame show again now for the first time in, I don't know, four or five years um, as, you know, as uh, the Gopher Radio Network representative, you know, because we, it's the two-hour show. So anyway, I don't know if anyone is interested in that, but I, I just find it interesting how stuff has changed in, in the college landscape that that was, first of all, I thought it was ludicrous that that would be considered some quote, some kind of a recruiting advantage because, um, quite frankly, during some of that time, the Gophers were losing a boatload of recruiting battles, <laughs> and um, that isn't exactly great publicity to be talking about that in your pregame show, right? right, that's um, right. But, but to, so even to have that to start as, a re, as, as some sort of a weird thing that they wouldn't let us have, um, and now it's allowed. There, there were some other weird rules that I'm sure are broken every year. Um, like there's a rule in the uh, state like these state basketball and football broadcasts that coaches, college coaches, are not technically allowed to come on. Um, and I can remember growing up, I want to say that there was there was like a college coach maybe doing the, the color commentary on a lot of these, huh. and that, that that is a recruiting violation as well. Yeah. So it, it's strange. We've talked about that. We've had a couple of different discussions, uh, I think, Todd, you and I, over yeah. the years about some of the weird quirkiness of the – of the rules, yeah. Uh, but anyway, they, of they, the NCAA, that, that, and and now, and I think rightfully they've kind of gone to Congress and said, "Help us with the NIL." Uh, it's yeah. kind of becoming pay for play. Uh, colleges are just offering, "We'll give you this much cash, and then we'll figure out the the actual name, image, and likeness part of it later." Uh, so yeah. you know, th- there needs to be some kind of universal rules, doesn't there? There does, and I'm not sure how they're going to get to it because uh, there are now state laws. Yeah, um, and, and the NCAA has come out. And this should this should be interesting too to see how it's enforced. So California, um, a lot their state law of name, image, and likeness is much more liberal, I guess, for lack of a better term. Not politically liberal, just what you allow in terms of um, it's real loose. Uh, I think you know there's no real guidelines, and the NCAA has said that's fine. But if you break NCAA rules, 
um, you know, the, an athlete's not going to be ineligible or anything. However, a school might not be allowed to participate in an, in, a, in a tournament, championship uh-huh. tournament, if they are found to break NCAA NIL rules. So, like, as you said, it's really not supposed to be a pay-for-play. So um, in California, really the, the law reads that it can. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be interested to see, because USC really, I mean, I think, it, you know, generally most college football people say, yeah, that that's become kind of a pay-for-play yeah. school right now. And what happens if all of a sudden that happens and it's legal by california state law they've literally passed a a law that says some of what uh, those schools are doing is fine the ncaa though has released guidelines that said that's it you know some of that stuff is against the rules so what what happens it's similar to years ago when washington or uh yeah was it no oregon the state of oregon legalized were they the first i want to say they or colorado seems to be they were the first to legalize marijuana but if you remember, at that time, the NCAA released a, a thing that said, yeah, it's okay, uh, you can do that, but if you fail a drug test at an NCAA meet, even though it's legal in Oregon, and you play for, let's say, the Oregon Ducks or the Oregon State Beavers or something like that, you will be ineligible, even mm. though you haven't broken a law in your own state, which is which is pretty remarkable. And, yeah. I, again, I don't know, I haven't been... Um, I haven't I haven't asked anybody, but my my hunch is that that those those for sure for marijuana as more and more states legalize it, the NCAA um, will have to relax or, or do away with those tests altogether for players. Yeah, they're doing that in the NBA already. They've made that now. They've taken that off their list of banned substances and so forth, as you mentioned, as it continues to become uh, legalized more widely. Uh, two minutes left here. A couple of golfers drafted, and how many consecutive years now is it that the golfers have had a player drafted? It's it's what thirty years or something like that, isn't it? It could be. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. The um, uh, yeah, you're talking football or uh, uh, ba- baseball, of- baseball. Oh, baseball! Sorry, yeah, yeah I, I, I changed subjects on you completely. Sure that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, baseball. Yeah, look, the baseball program has just been in such great hands with John Anderson. You know, yeah. he's the winningest coach in the Big Ten, most championships, most games won. Um, you know, they have yes hit on some hard times here the last two years, and then seemingly just kind of overnight they went from the, you know, from that sub regional final where they were two wins away from making the College World Series in 2018. Yeah. Um, and and they lost so much talent off that team. They've just never been able to replenish it and recover, and they've been hit hard by these club teams in Minnesota that now tour the nation. You know, these high, juniors and 10th uh, graders in high school go, yeah. and, and these, these teams are great. You know, Minnesota Blizzard, Minnesota MASH, there's others. Those, I think, are the two main ones. Okay. Um, and that, they'll tour, and all of a sudden, guys that, um, you know, 25 years ago never got exposure and nobody from the South would come up and recruit Minnesota. John Anderson got all those great players. It's hard now. You're John Anderson and you go get, you know, I'm just making up a name, Eastridge High School. You know, little Tommy at Eastridge is throwing 92 now and he's a lefty. You're like, well, that would have been a go for 100 out of 100 times through about, you know, 2015. Well, now Florida's in on a kid, uh, you know, oh. Oregon State the program. And so he, they, they've, they've struggled with that and they've struggled kind of navigating through, okay, do we go get second tier kids from other areas or do we, do we get, second and third tier kids from minnesota or a combination of that and um and, and yeah. so yeah. they're figuring the formula out they'll have to soon and yeah, uh, right. and john john signed a contract extension so he's got at least one more year yeah grimmer thanks so much as always we'll talk again next week 
All right, look forward to it. Thanks, Todd. Voice of the Golden Gophers, Mike Grimm, here on the Todd and Friends Podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends Podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.